0: Good morning. It is Tuesday, April the 25th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your Wake Up Call. Let's begin today with a prayer that centers us, that consecrates us, that really sets our hearts, our minds, our bodies, our spirits to the Lord. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a holy and living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we're praying. Amen. Today's entry is called Sin Swamp Got to Go it. Our text is Romans chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. Hear the word of the Lord. But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath, when his righteous judgment will be revealed. God will repay each person according to what they have done. To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil first for the Jew, then for the Gentile, but glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. I remember as a kid being led through the Follow the leader-type exercise called the bear hunt. The leader would speak and make hand gestures, and the kids would follow suit. We're going on a bear hunt. And you say, (laughs) we're going on a bear hunt. We come to a swamp. I hear you out there, okay? Can't go over it. Can't go under it can't go under it, can't go around it, can't go around it, gotta go through it. Yes, we've got to go through it. And this was followed by all manner of hand gestures and sound effects as we made our way through the swamp. Then we would come to the next obstacle and repeat the process. Well, today we come to Sin Swamp and we've got to go through it. There's no getting over, under, or around it. While sin is not creative, it is definitely sophisticated. And as a general principle, I maintain our understanding of the gospel will go about as deep as our understanding of sin. We've already begun with some discussion on the difference between capital S sin and lowercase s sins. We need to back up further now to get a better grasp of what sin even is. So often I've heard sin defined as a willful transgression of a known law. I want to respond, okay. So, now what? This is to see sin primarily in a forensic or legal framework. I want us to understand it at a deeper level. You will remember last week we referenced the definition in chapter 1, verse 25. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator. From my long reading of the Bible and yet limited understanding, here's my take. Sin is the breaking of the singular commandment to, quote, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. Mark 12. Far beyond the concept of moral failure, sin is relational disintegration. It is the destruction of ourselves through the breaking of our relationship with God and the breakdown of our relationships with other people. It leads to the desecration of all creation it's why the opposite of sin is not morality or good behavior, but love. Sin is the failure of human beings to love God, to love themselves in the way God loves them, and thereby the failure to love other people with the love of God. This is a singular yet comprehensive failure for to fail at any one of them is to fail at all of them. This is why sin, which is the failure of love, leads to the destruction of people, their relationships, and the creation we were commissioned to steward for God's glory. This is why God hates sin because sin destroys love. And this, my friends, is where the wrath of God comes into the picture. Wrath is not a rage-filled, angry parent who wants to punish their children, as though a payback would somehow solve the problem or prevent it from happening again. The wrath of God is the righteous anger of God at anyone and anything which would desecrate and destroy his creation, and especially including his image bearers therein. This is the point of judgment and justice. This is why, as members of the human race, we are doomed. God hates sin because sin destroys love. However, it does not follow that God hates sinners. This is the very essence of the gospel itself. God loves sinners, and he would not only save them from sin, but save them for glory. This is the point of mercy and grace. This is how, as the human race, we can be saved. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more? shall we be saved from God's wrath through him, Romans 5, 8, and 9. By the way, it looks like we will be days, if not weeks, here in Sin Swamp. Better get some extra bug spray. The prayer. Jesus, we belong to you. Yes, Jesus, I belong to you. Jesus, you are the gospel. I confess I have a way of trivializing sin, especially my own. I also only tend to think of how sin affects me rather than about how it desecrates other people. I think of sin as my failure to act rightly rather than as my failure to love. Awaken me to reality, such that I can understand the cost of my sin to others, to myself, and to you. Praying in Jesus' name, amen. And the question, how does this way of understanding sin help you deepen in your understanding of the gospel? How do you push back against it? For our hymn today, let's sing one of the classics, Trust and Obey. It is on page 334 in our Seedbed Hymnal. Actually, yeah, 334. And we're going to sing all four verses.
1: When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still. And to all who will trust and obey, trust and obey, for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Not a burden we bear, not a sorrow we share, but our toil he doth richly repay. Not a grief or a loss, not a frown or a cross, but is blessed if we trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. But we never can prove the delights of his love until all on the altar we lay. For the favor he shows, and the joy he bestows, are for them who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Then in fellowship, sweet, we will sit at his feet. Or will walk by his side in the way. What he says we will do, where he sends we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey.
0: Well, I hope that you have that so, i mean that's a lot of, a lot of lyrics there i want to encourage you to get a copy of our seedbed hymnal there's a link in the in the in the uh, email every day to it and you can order one um and everybody needs a hymnal at home in this day and age of all the words being projected on screens which is fine we got to keep the real article close by in our hands Down through the centuries, the church has been sustained by two books, the Bible in one hand and the hymnal in the other. That's why we made this thing. Believe me, it was quite a job. Well, there's a note for further reflection today that I'll reference to you, but I won't read, and uh, I will send you out now to the fields. The fields of awakening, where we are sowing the seeds of the gospel of the kingdom, and it can become the, it can be in the smallest gesture, or the most sacrificial act of love. That's why we're here today. So I will uh, look forward to seeing you out there today. So that's a wrap for the awakening. I'm JD Walt.